Hey, welcome to the Pharmacy Residency Podcast, a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Uh, some people ask me, should they just go to medical school instead of doing residency? You know, after PGY1, PGY2, they would have been halfway through medical school. And most are saying, well, you know, I couldn't afford it or something like that. But uh, seven medical schools could be free. So it kind of depends on uh, which medical school uh, and what you're thinking about. So uh, let me tell you a little bit about the free medical schools and how it works. Uh, but it was just kind of an interesting question. You know, should I go to medical school or pharmacy school since medical school could be free? And then the follow-up question, which is, should I do a residency or would it make more sense to go to medical school for free? So the seven medical schools that offer uh, free tuition include NYU, Columbia, Cornell, so three New York schools, uh, Washington University in St. Louis, uh, UCLA, Cleveland Clinic, and Kaiser Permanente. And each of them has kind of their own thing with it. So I want to talk a little bit about that. But if you are thinking about medical school after, uh, the thing is, is that the financial aid or when they're looking at your income, they're looking at your past years, which are your pharmacy school years. And, you know, if you're working as an intern, I remember my wife making, what, $7,000 or something like that. So uh, I can't imagine that it would be too much. Uh, so, you know, you start with NYU and, you know, the tuition's $58,000 a year. Uh, every student that goes to NYU gets the $58,000 off, so they save uh, $232,000 a year, uh, and then they end up paying about thirty dollars for living expenses each year. So uh, average NYU student, you're spending another 30000 a year. But if your part-time job is as a pharmacist uh, and you work a couple you know, hours or whatever every week, uh, I can't imagine that you couldn't get pretty close to that number. Uh, Columbia is a little bit different. Uh, your family has to be under a household income of, I think it was uh, around $125,000 or less. Uh, if that's the case, uh, then uh, they also uh, would provide it. And I think it, it only works out to about a fifth of the students. But still, Columbia is an Ivy League school, Ivy League medical school uh, that you could possibly go to for free. Uh, Cornell uh, also has it. And what, what they did was they just said, okay, well, look, if you're going to get a, a, instead of, you know, kind of messing with it, we're just going to say if, if you're offered student loans, instead of giving you student loans, we'll just give you scholarships. Okay? So whatever your, you know, perceived amount that you're supposed to pay is, and then you need to get loans. It just says, okay, well, we'll take care of those loans uh, for you. Uh, and I think the MD, PhD students uh, can get full tuition with living expenses. Uh, and I think the school and the National Institutes of Health kind of, uh, go together. Uh, Washington University in St. Louis, uh, about half of its student body uh, gets a tuition discount to zero. And I know that that has a, a lot to do with, um, I feel like, financial need on that one. But it also does give some partial tuition scholarships. And, and that's becoming a little more common in, in pharmacy school. But honestly, it, it's not going to ever hit until uh, pre-pharmacy students start applying to multiple schools. The average pharmacy student applied to only between two and three schools, even though there's a, a 90%, well, it's going to be 90% this year probably, but 90% acceptance rate. You want to do the exact opposite. And I get it's counterintuitive, but how can you know what the best situation is with reg residency match rate, mat NAPLEX scores, how you feel about the school, you know, where they are, if you're only applying to two or three schools? And so people are applying out of convenience 
instead of kind of looking down the long term. But, you know, I'm not going to fault somebody who's like, you know, 19, 20 uh, for doing that. I don't know if I would have had the wherewithal to do that. But uh, Washington University in St. Louis, that's another medical school you could look at. Uh, UCLA, uh, one out of four students at UCLA uh, doesn't have to worry about tuition. Um, you can, at UCLA, actually get in based on merit. Uh, which is a big deal. And then you can also get a monthly stipend, and this is crazy, of up to $2,700. So just round it to 3000 You know, you're talking about about $30,000 a year to go to medical school at UCLA, and you don't pay tuition. It's just crazy. Uh, Cleveland Clinic, uh, I think uh, they waive tuition um, for its 32 students uh, each year. Uh, it used to be a, a different medical school, but it, it's done that, um, gosh, since uh, it's going to be over a decade now that they've been doing that. Uh, and then um, Kaiser Permanente is uh, is only doing it, I think, for the first five classes of students, so um, those going out to 2024. Uh, once you get out of that, it's going to be ninety-five thousand dollars without the without the you know tuition uh, waiver. But you're going to have thirty-four thousand, thirty-five thousand dollars to live in Pasadena. In that's not going to go very far. It's kind of one of the most expensive places in the in the country to live. So although you know it's it's not exactly free, um, those seven schools are definitely places that you would want to look to. So you're saying, well, I didn't get a residency. Well, maybe you didn't get a residency, but, you know, maybe try medical school. Uh, new NYU, Columbia, Cornell, Washington and St. Louis, UCLA, Cleveland Clinic, and Kaiser uh, all have some degree uh, of providing uh, that kind of aid to future medical students. And um, I did have a past episode episode 414, PharmD to MD, a success story. But, you know, I mean, as you're kind of looking forward and you're saying, well, you know, maybe some of the things I want to do aren't covered in residency. Maybe I, I want to be a surgeon. Or I, I remember one of the students at, at my school that was in the year behind me uh, actually went right from Maryland to Dartmouth. Uh, and uh, he'd been a physician ever since. And I think he was uh, a surgeon. So, you know, just kind of a neat thing to think about as you're kind of freaking out about residency, just think, well, maybe I'll just go to, you know, medical school instead. Uh, and I, I think that that's certainly a viable thing. Uh, I talk to a lot of pre-students here at DMAC, I mean, whether it be nursing or pharmacy or medicine or whatever, and I'm just kind of amazed at that, you know, they don't realize that, yeah, you, you could go to medical school for free in this country, and it's just kind of... Uh, a really cool thing. So, all right. Well, I know that was kind of a little bit break uh, from what I usually talk about, but I know some of you are looking at this residency year and and saying, you know, I, I just don't know if if uh, this is going to be for me. And 1,400 of you have not gotten interviews to, to do residency. Uh, but with the skills that you need to be successful in the residency match process uh, can be very different from what you need in the medical school process because the MCAT weighs so heavily. So if you are a good test taker uh, and you do have a high GPA, but it was you know some of the you know, communication things, the letters and the um, those types of things that kind of sunk you, uh, you know maybe you do think about medical school as the next step. Or if you're thinking about pharmacy and kind of deciding between pharmacy and medicine. Um, what you might want to do is say, all right, well, you know, I'll give that shot. You know, it sounds like there's a couple of schools that I could go to school tuition free uh, and I might do that. 
Uh, another thing some students do is uh, they think about online programs rather than in-person programs. And uh, pharmacy schools have, have now ballooned up to, I think, seven online programs. Let me, I, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, so Butler, Creighton in alphabetical order, Duquesne, Lecom, uh, Manchester, St. John Fisher, Western New England. Um, some are pending accreditation and those types of things, but uh, yeah, we've got seven online schools now, uh, or we will have seven online schools. And so that's kind of uh, one thing that uh, some students wanna do. Although the tuition there isn't different and sometimes more expensive than going to school in person, uh, it, uh, is one way that maybe you could kind of keep part of your full-time job, especially if it's distance or something like that. And you could go to pharmacy school and, and kind of pay as you go. I know a couple of students that, that have done that. Uh, overall, I think 16% of students graduate with absolutely no debt from pharmacy school. Uh, the rest average around $180,000, um, something like that. So you can kind of compare yourself to that. Uh, the other thing, uh, question I guess I could answer while I'm kind of going on this topic is, uh, when does it make sense to wait to go to pharmacy school? So if you got an acceptance rate, an acceptance from a pharmacy school that uh, costs X number of dollars, at what point does it make sense to go to uh, in-state somewhere else? And that answer is $68,000 divided by four years. So let me kind of explain that a little bit because uh, that's maybe uh, something that that most people don't think about. Um, so if you're, you know, the, the big thing with pharmacy school is, well, I want to get right into pharmacy school so I can go out and make, you know, $100,000 or whatever money that, that people are making. And if you make $100,000, you actually take home 68. So if you waited a year, and you can save more than $68,000 by going in-state somewhere instead of out-of-state, uh, then it makes sense if, if that number is 17000 So let's say, for example, that you were going to go to a school that was $250,000. But by going to a different state, and uh, you can pay $150,000, $100,000 less. That $100,000 over the four years is greater than the 68,000, so it makes sense for you to actually go to uh, that uh, other school, uh, wait the year, the amount of money you would have made in your first year as a, a student uh, is actually less. And that doesn't even count what money you make in that year where you're able to work full time, not go to school, not have classes getting in the way of you making money. So the number is actually probably quite a bit smaller than that. Um, one of the things I, I don't think a lot of people think about is uh, the um, in-state or the out-of-state schools that are still cheaper than the private uh, ones. So depending on your, um, depending on how much you're paying, but I remember Florida has an in-state tuition around 24000 but its out-of-state is only 36000 And 36000 is is not a ton more or it's right around where a lot of the privates are and i gotta tell you i went to gainesville for two years it is an awfully nice place to go to school so if you're looking at a school that is anywhere in that 36 dollars range and it doesn't seem like a really nice place to be uh, i might consider florida because it's just amazing and then when you talk about who sends more students to residencies than any other college. 
there are only two schools in the hundreds. UCSF sent 131, and Florida sent 101 last year. And I'm not sure about that UCSF number. I feel like that was where the four-year and the three-year program kind of met. I feel like their class sizes are going to be much smaller uh, from here on out. So I think Florida will be sending more students to residency than any other college in the country. However, um, that doesn't mean their match rate is absolutely, it's actually right around the average, right around 68, 69%. Um, which is pretty good for so many people. And if you talk about all the people that wanted to get a residency in the first place, it's about a little over half, about 55% uh, do get something. So, you know, I think that if you were a pre-pharmacy student who's starting to listen to this, like, what's this residency thing all about? What should I be doing? Um, there are a lot of options that can really lower your cost to go, but there, there's really not much of a, a good reason uh, to pay anything more than $36,000 uh, for pharmacy school right now because uh, if, if, an, if one of the schools that is in absolutely the nicest location, you know, one of the most beautiful campuses in the country, it's in Florida and is doing that, you know, unless you have family or something that's keeping you where you need to be or a job, something like that, you know, going to Gainesville for four years is probably one of the nicest things you could do. And then when you talk about appies, you could do those out of state. Uh, so you're really only talking about three years. So uh, I don't know why I'm talking up Florida so much. They, they would have turned me down uh, when I went to pharmacy school because uh, back then uh, they didn't take out of state students at all. Um, and although I went to the University of Florida, I went as an out of state student. So I would not have been considered. Uh, but anyway, I, I just um, kind of, there, there's no reason that people should be paying or owe $180,000 after school. And it's really hurting us as a profession because we're talking about $2.268 billion in um, student loans uh, that our students are paying each year. Uh, and we're trying to pay those back. Or, and, and I think that's kind of a, a tragedy when um, you have plenty of spaces at the best schools that are charging less tuition. Uh, very little reason that I can think of uh, to not just get those tuitions down by just not going to the expensive schools. Like, why are you paying so much? Um, and I'm going to guess that it's because it's nearby or they accepted you and you didn't apply anywhere else and those types of things. All right, well, let me get off my you should do things for free instead of pay for them soapbox. Uh, if you need to talk to me, TonyThePharmacist at gmail.com. Um, I'll probably kind of slow down here in February uh, and then kind of come back strong in March, uh, take a little bit of a break to focus on my classes, family, and all that. But um, I do wish you guys the best as you're kind of going through this very tough time. And uh, I'll always answer an email. I'll always uh, help you out if you need it. I'm even help somebody with their, their you know application just now. Uh, some of them have very late applications or, or late deadlines uh, because of the fewer applications that were coming in this year. But uh, again, Tony the Pharmacist at gmail.com and then residency.teachable.com.